Hello everyone, it's Olga Azar from SEO Sly. I am very happy to see you here. This is SEO podcast by SEO Sly. Today I have a very special guest. This is Matt Singers. Hi Mads, how are you doing? Hello, hello Olga. I am fantastic. How are you? I am fantastic too. It's a to- it's tons of snow here in Poland, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pretty I'm cold. In Viet- I'm in Vietnam at the moment and there's absolutely no snow here, so uh, oh. Doesn't feel like winter, but that's all good. I'm uh, working hard on setting up our next SEO conference. So. Okay, I will. Ret- I will be asking you about that in just a second. So, yeah. Mats, if someone doesn't know you from the audience, can you briefly introduce yourself to the audience? I think you will be the best person to do that. For sure, for sure. So, my name is Matt Singers. I'm from Denmark originally, but have not lived there for over 20 years now. Oh. So. I started out in the corporate world. I did a couple of different jobs, ended up doing a lot of management in the corporate world with companies like IBM. And that was a lot of fun. However, at some point I decided to go out on my own. Um, my sort of initial business setup was around management and management consulting, which is one of the things I enjoy the most and still do. Um, but besides that, I've started uh, probably about five other companies by now. So I have a whole... Wow pile of businesses uh, but one of the things that we do is SEO and I definitely love uh, yeah I, I love SEO so I, I did run while I worked in the corporate world back in 2007 I did run a couple of sites I had a site that made a lot of money back before all penguin and panda extinguished it and uh, yeah animals are dangerous apparently um, <laughs> but fundamentally I've, I've been around the SEO world for a really long time and uh, I love both doing SEO, but just much like coaching people, running SEO businesses and really helping them grow and scale because a lot of SEOs are great at doing SEO, but they're not often very good at the business side. So that's what I help a lot of them with. So I've worked with some of the biggest uh, out there. So lots of the big affiliates, people like Matt Diggity, Kyle Roof. Um, I work with Href. I've worked with, yeah, a, lo- a lot of these big big people in the industry. So I've, I've seen a lot of the inside of how a lot of people do things. And that's super interesting. Wow. So I think I like, I want you to like capitalize on everything you just said. <laughs> yeah, yes. it, look, it looks like a lot of interesting things are going to be to be um, unpacked here. But what it what is it that because you're saying that SEO is just one of the things, one of the companies, yes. your companies. So so those other ones are like yeah. management. Tell me more. So about- so I have one management coaching company where basically that's mostly me. So I have a couple of training courses. And I spend uh, a fair bit of my time, up to about 20% of my time on uh, coaching business owners, uh, particularly both in the SEO world, but also e-commerce and a few other industries on how to effectively manage people, right? Because mm. that's my background from the corporate world. And as I said, most SEOs are not particularly great at managing people. And most people always me come too. to me. Most people always come to me and they're like, well, I just want to do SEO. I don't want to manage people. I don't know how to do it. And uh, reality is most people don't feel they're great at managing people because they've never learned how to. And just like if you sit down and look at SEO for the first time, it's incredibly complicated and so on. So people management is the same. So most of the people that end up working with me eventually realize that 
uh, managing people is actually pretty cool. So being able to do things, get things done without having to do it yourself is great. It enables you to do a lot of cool stuff and it enables you to yeah, have a lot of fun while you do it. So. Oh, so it looks like I, I would like to be your client because now I'm exactly at this point when my cap capacity is running low and I'm still not sure how many people, if I want to hire people, so yeah, definitely I would like you to I would like to talk to you about this maybe sure, after the sure. call in more detail. Sure. But that's so that's one of the companies. The second company is an outsourcing company where we have a couple hundred people. So that's uh we, we hire a lot in the Philippines and we hire a lot in South Africa. So South Africa is generally great for native English speakers and Philippines is great for often more process execution, so a lot of customer service and things like that. Uh, but both both countries, we hire quite a lot. Uh, South Africa tend to be slightly better time zone, uh, where Philippines can be difficult. In, in in Europe, it's not too bad, but for American clients, uh, Philippines is often yeah. not the ideal. So uh, South Africa, same time zone as Europe, so that's a little bit easier to work with. So that's our social company. Then last year, I bought a content business called Riddle Me Write, where we have about 70 writers or so. Uh, where we produce uh, ba basically relatively low-cost native content. So for about 35, uh, 3.5 to 4 cent per word, we basically uh, provide big agencies with a lot of content. So, um, yeah, primarily clients that order at least 100K uh, worth of content every month. And at the moment, we're pushing out about 5 million uh, a month. Uh, mm. about, uh, obviously, Black Friday always uh, increase volume a little bit, but but on regular months, we're about 5 million. So that's a lot of fun. Then I have an events company that we mentioned earlier. So we run uh, both online and physical events. So we are currently working on the SEO Mastery Summit that's going to take place in Saigon in Vietnam. Uh, and that's going to take place in March. So that's, again, we're going to have all the great guys there. So. Matt Diggity, Child Float, uh, Kyle Roof, lots of amazing SEOs talking. Um, lots of yeah, lots of different people, but definitely a lot of for your audience, a lot of affiliate guys and a lot of people that you can learn a very lot from. So one of the best places to network. Yeah. And, uh, and then what else do we have? I have a SaaS company. Uh, so I'm building a SaaS company uh, around management and personalities and things like that. And what else? I probably have some more wow. companies. Oh, yeah. We have an in-house SEO company where we just build and grow our own sites and eventually flip them and start over. So. Oh, okay. So it, it really looks like a lot. Yeah. And you're able to, to do that because you know how to manage people, right? Yeah. The fundamental is hiring great people, giving them responsibility and... You know, like the outsourcing company, for example, even though we have a couple of hundred people, I don't spend much time on it, maybe a couple hours a week or something like that. So, uh -huh. um, again, hiring great people, giving them responsibility, letting them run things is, yeah, that's how you do it. Okay, so maybe you can give me like a short okay. intro or any SEO into managing people, like how to get started how to what to do what not to do when it is the moment to to do that like that the, the, there's a few things that i focus on so number one is a lot of seos are a little bit afraid of humans 
Uh, and the thing is, if you start hiring people, you want to be talking to them, all right, on a very regular basis. So actually getting on calls, getting on a Zoom call or a Skype call or whatever, talking to your staff, uh, that's important because one, you want to get to know them. You want to build a relationship with them. If you don't have a good relationship with your staff, they're more likely to leave. They're less likely to be motivated, et cetera. So that's one of the big things. Uh, generally, just in terms of building companies, right? I always say if you're the CEO or the business owner, you generally don't want more than about four to five people reporting directly to you. If you have okay. more than four to five people reporting to you, you're probably doing yourself a disfavor and you're probably in a situation where you spent so much time directing work instead of actually doing work and, and adding value and managing your team, right? If it's managers, so if you have managers within your company, uh, they can typically handle, I'll say, eight to 10 people, depending on the jobs and, and the difficulty of them and so on. Um, so, yeah, that varies a little bit. Yeah, that's, yeah, very interesting insights. Okay. And regarding content and like the most recent things that happened in SEO, chat GPT, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? How do you approach that in relation to your? content creation company do you use such solutions no we we don't and uh, again it's mostly because of client expectation i mean mm -hmm. clients sure. that come to us obviously you can produce content a lot cheaper but uh, you know cheap content that doesn't rank is not worth very That's much true. so so uh, and and by the way like i i i see it like out in the future, I, I definitely see the content getting that good, right? So I think the, the, the latest update have definitely been really helpful um, and, and improved the quality big time. I, I think there's still definitely some some way to go, right? Uh, yeah. I think it's a great support nowadays, right? So first of all, you can get it to create good outlines, which is great, right? So we, we have clients already that are using it now to, to actually help them create outlines for our writers, which is amazing. Uh, you can definitely also, if you are a writer yourself, you can definitely also get it to write more pieces and, you know, optimize it yourself and, and so on. So I think there's definitely a lot of use for it. Um, I, I still don't see uh, affiliate. You can probably find some niches where it can make sense in a few cases to try and utilize that content. But definitely if you're dealing with clients and brands and so on, uh, it's definitely still not at a stage where you want to be utilizing it for traffic and so on. Something. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I'm still like thinking about the ways how I could make my life easier, like even with YouTube videos, I don't have descriptions for most of them, or they are just one sentence. And it is very tempting, I would say to, to use that to, to like to create all the descriptions, maybe even like FAQs, small, small sections of content. But on the yeah. other hand, I'm a bit afraid that maybe I will risk something. But are you more, if you, of course, I know this is like a very straightforward division. Would you, would you, would you think of yourself more like a black or white hat person? I, I honestly, I think everyone talking does. about SEO, of course. I, I think, I think 95% of people doing SEO to some extent is black hats, right? Because uh -huh. if you engage in anything, building links, like if you do guest posts, et cetera, that's, 
yeah, per definition against and... Google's guidelines, right? And and there's very, very few people in the world of SEO that doesn't do that. So so I, I think fundamentally most people are, are somewhat black hat. Honestly, we we don't really build links anymore. So uh -huh. I, I guess some some way strategically we're we're probably not very black hat. But for me it's i I don't care about those descriptions very much. I, like from a from an SEO company point of view, it's about making money and it's about doing the things that makes you money, right? So I, mm -hmm. I totally respect people who are even doing short term projects and you know spinning up a site, getting millions of visitors and then dropping off completely. I mean, uh, you know, if it's a business model that works for you, if it's something you can execute well and, and it makes sense, you know, go for it. Uh, but fundamentally, I, I, I look at it. I, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me calling it either way, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the point is, if you're doing SEO, you want to be doing what it takes to get the results you need to get. And yeah. Yeah, sure. So can you tell me more about your approach to SEO, like yeah. from start to end? So, so one of the key things for me is I think a lot of people complicate SEO a lot. Mm -hmm. right? And generally, I used to say that, you know, if you spend 80 to 90% of your time on just content and links, you're probably going to win in the long term. Reality mm -hmm. is probably most SEOs spend about 20% of their time on content or links. Uh, and they spend so much time messing about with sites, setup, technical stuff, speed optimization, God knows what, right? And I'm not saying those things can't make a difference, but I'm saying that, you know, in the big picture, it's about content, right? Mm -hmm. It's about content and links. And, and with this sort of chat stuff coming out, like my expectation is that links only become more relevant because the only way Google, like if you spin up a site in, you know, 10 minutes with 2 million words of content, the only way Google can differentiate trustable sources is really seeing sources that yeah. once have been around for quite a while and two are actually authoritative sources, AKA sites that have a lot of links. So I can only imagine links becoming more and more worthwhile um, the, the further we go down this uh, AI content route, right? But fundamentally the way we build sites and grow sites and so on, uh, I believe very much in simplicity. So I build companies, I build structures. And uh, the simplest thing is looking at how can you train someone to do SEO in a very short span of time so they do something that's relatively effective, right? So we generally have some site managers that run sites and it typically takes us about a month, a month and a half to train a site manager to run a site. And our focus is basically on content, so it's on keyword research, researching the right content, getting to the right, uh, like understanding how to write briefs, um, understanding how to actually take content that comes back from a writer, put it on the website and optimize it. And then lastly, how to optimize existing content, right? Mm -hmm. So basically within our team, we spend the majority of time on that, AKA content, right? So. Yeah. We could be spending a lot of time on many other things, but that is generally where we get the biggest return. And we generally see that when we're dealing with sites that have a high content velocity, you tend to get a lot of very, very good results over time. So any sites we run, we generally try and publish at least two pieces of content a day. And oh. uh, so, so, so that's a high scale, right? But again, we find that, that if you're in the right niches, that makes a lot of sense. We run a fair chunk of sites that are ads only, 
So rather than necessarily that the thing is when you add affiliate, you add a lot of complications, right? You add a lot of time mm-hmm. to find the right affiliate programs, sign up for them, add, add in these posts. A lot of time, if you add best posts, you're more likely to get penalized. Uh, yeah. when, you, when you're having money pages, there's a lot of round optimization, CRO. So basically, you know, uh, focusing on affiliate basically add a significant layer of complexity, right? So about half our portfolio is only ad sites and simply just because it's simpler to run. So we focus a lot more on high volume, high traffic, and just focus on building big sites that are making good money. Yeah, that's that's I would say surprising because I, I would I, I was sure you would say that you are only basically doing affiliate sites, and I'm still kind of I have it on my radar. I started I started building an affiliate site uh, like from from scratch. But but what are your thoughts generally about? starting an affiliate site is it a good idea to start it from scratch or it is better to buy it because i want it to be perfect i want it to be done my way but is it the right choice (laughs) we we don't build stuff from scratch now again Uh what you have to think about is again i'm I'm looking for simplicity and the way i do it like i'm not looking at building the perfect structure i'm not looking to do anything perfect i'm doing all I'm looking for is doing something that works. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for some results. So what our focus and what we care about the most is can we deliver some results, right? So the people who are doing work on a day-to-day basis, can they, with a relatively simple skill set, deliver good results? And that's what we focus on. And that's what we do, right? Now, could you make more money with a, a more complex model? 100%. But it's also more complex, right? Yeah. One of the big challenges a lot of affiliates have is they're doing all the work themselves because it will take them 10 years to teach someone else how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way I build companies is, is focused on efficiency, is built on focus on building systems and processes and so on. And you can definitely do it. Uh, but, but just from our point of view, we have found that building very simple processes uh, and optimizing very simply um, just gets us good results. So that's what we and focus on can you tell me more about your processes and like mm-hmm. yeah i mean um i mean the, i think there's no doubt in in most of the seo world that sort of entities and clusters and so on have become incredibly important and uh, mm-hmm. so that's definitely something we focus a lot on there's quite a few good people out there sharing a lot of information about it so uh, we're by no means expert but uh, we 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 like learning and the team likes learning. So I definitely spend a lot of time following people like Korai, uh, following people like uh, Israel, uh, following people like Matt Dickett. you have a good bit of, of that as well. So yeah, we are trying to optimize as much as we can. Um, one of the things that we have spent very little time on uh, in the past was stuff like schema. Again, we found it uh, relatively complex it was something yeah. that took time but it's something that we we're probably getting to the point where where it's probably worthwhile doing um so we are we are implementing that into our processes and, and looking more at how to again simplify and and organize it in a way that it's possible for someone who is not super experienced and actually doing a relatively good job with it so okay okay and about publishing frequency you yeah. you said you aim at publishing two pieces per day on some sites. 
Do you find it makes a huge difference if you publish like once a week? Of, of course, you are getting less yeah, content uh, at the end of the day, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so, so again, it depends on the business model. Right? Yeah, so sure. The, the thing is, you can publish less content and spend more time getting the lesser content to rank. Uh -huh. right? What we find is if we publish a lot of content, a fair chunk of it will rank and bring in traffic, all right? Uh, sometimes there's a bunch of it that never goes anywhere, and we realistically we probably don't spend a lot of time optimizing that and so on, right? So, but we we just find that with with very consistent high frequency of publishing, we generally see a lot of you know good good ranking growth, and and the whole thing is when you first start seeing uh, a significant uplift in traffic, you want to keep it going as long as you possibly can. Yeah, right? and we, we have found that that extremely frequent publishing and content is extremely helpful in that direction. So, uh -huh. so uh, can you share like usually after how much time do you start to see like something real happening and, and after how many more or less articles? Right. So, so it depends a little bit on the site. So, so the thing is we never start from scratch. So we always buy existing sites, all right? From we buy a site to we start seeing quite what I would call significant growth. It, it's often somewhere between three to four months. And when we buy a site, there's often a lot of, you know, doing internal linking, uh, sometimes removing a bit of content and, you know, just looking through the site. And so that takes a little bit of time. But but typically now, like, you get indexed straight away if you're doing things right. But from you get indexed until a page actually start ranking, a lot of the time it takes, you know, two, three, four months, depending on the site and so on, right? So... So typically sort of three to six months from we start posting to we start seeing like quite significant growth. Right? And at what traffic level, more or less, depending of course on the site, do you do you feel like is the site starting to earn some serious money or is like on, on the on the right track, I would say? It's so depending on the monetization. Um, but saying ads, of course, I know that with ads, it also depends on if you're if you have like a cat cat site or. I mean, um, we, we have ads. We have ad site that makes two hundred dollars per thousand visitors, and we mm -hmm. have ad site that makes twenty dollars per thousand visitors. Okay. So the the difference uh, like is huge, right? Sure. We, actually, we have sites that make like five bucks per thousand visitors. So, okay. so uh, that there's a huge difference in in ad side. There's a huge with affiliate commission. You know, again, you're you're converting a certain amount, but again, it's it's very hard to set an amount on it, right? I mean, I, I would say we we probably start taking sites more serious when they get to about five hundred bucks a month, right? Um, but but that's everything from. I mean, sometimes a thousand visitors up to most of the sites, maybe 50 to 100K visitors um, before they get to that point, right? Depending on monetization. Depending we're talking on... about daily visitors. Uh, monthly, monthly. Sorry. Monthly, okay. Okay, I yeah. thought you were talking about daily. No. Yeah, so monthly 10, 10K per month. It's not like that's such a, such a huge number to, to get. Of course, depends, but... Okay. Yeah, but it's all, uh, again, right, the, one of the reasons why we love buying sites is my experience tells me it takes as much time getting from making zero dollars to a hundred dollars as it takes from getting a site from making a hundred dollars to making a thousand dollars a month. Uh -huh. It roughly takes the same time, right? Because <laughs> in the beginning, there's a lot of time and effort to get any traction from a traffic point of view, right? And yeah, but it just generally our experience of buying existing sites and, and even merging sites, right? I mean, realistically, if you have two sites that are making $1,000 each, 
if you merge them together, they'll probably make three grand a month, right? If they're in a very similar niche and, and they don't have too much overlapping content, right? Just mm -hmm. because the, 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 the value of authority is just so high nowadays that that merging sites or even going out there buying competitors. Like, honestly, if you have a site making decent money, if you go out and buy like small competitors that are making, you know, 200 bucks a month or 500 bucks a month and actually merging the sites together, you can often take that 500 bucks to two grand just because you have so much more authority that the articles mm -hmm. and the content on that site will rank so much better. So that that's one of the best uh, sort of fastest shortcuts to to significant growth, right? Because typically when you're looking at income from affiliate and so on, it, it, it is often relatively slow. But but the, one of the biggest sort of ways to shortcut it is is purchasing other sites and, and merging them together. Okay, okay, that's a great tip. And I have a question like which is related to my site. So for a, for a short period of time on my site, uh, on SEO Sly, I had ads. Then I decided to take them down because I was thinking I am destroying like my, my image. Maybe it is not like the best user experience. And now I am kind of still getting more and more traffic. Maybe it's not going up as, as well as, as I would like to because I'm not publishing that, that, that much. But what are your thoughts on, on that? How would you approach that? Your opinion. If, if, if you're running a brand like that, you should probably find other ways to monetize the traffic. All right. Uh -huh. like personally, like on my management side, on my outsourcing company or whatever, like we're not going to monetize traffic with ads. It doesn't make sense because uh -huh. the whole point is with brands like that, you can earn significantly more from visitors, from selling them, you know, services or whatever. Right. So, uh -huh. so fundamentally, for for brands like that, I would look for better ways to monetize the audience rather than than throwing them ads into them. Right. Yeah, sure. So like creating products, yeah. Creating products, referring people to other people's products. Like again, when you're doing a lot of stuff in the SEO industry, you see a lot of things, you know a lot of things, and you know what are the products you use. Well, if you write about the products you use and they have an affiliate link, yeah. like obviously don't push stuff that you don't like. Don't push stuff just because it pays well. Um, <laughs> you know, like you don't want to be pushing Bluehost and stuff. Yeah, like that. I just wanted to say Bluehost. <laughs> <laughs> that they, they are a great example of well they're a great example of how well affiliate marketing works right uh, yeah and how to do it from a business point of view but you know they're probably not without saying too much they're probably not the best web host out there yeah yeah uh, i i had them as my web host at the beginning and yeah i had to i had to leave <laughs> yeah i, so, I think yeah. Uh, enough said about them but uh yeah so so I mean, there's there's always multiple ways to to monetize people, monetize an audience, right? So I would I would look at some some other ways around that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, and now tell me more about uh, your conference, con your your conference, and generally how you are, how you organize events. I sure. was happy to be uh, on Ma SEO Mastery, I think, two years ago. It was my first online event. I was still. Yeah, because I was living under the rock, hiding in the internet for eight years, and it was like the first event, and I was so so stressed out. I remember. <laughs> yep, yep, I remember clearly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so we during during the pandemic we started doing these online events, and since there's no more pandemic and people are screaming for live events, we decided to turn it live. So uh, we're doing it this time around in Saigon. 
Um, I haven't really decided if we're going to do it again repeatedly or if we're going to do it different places in the world or whatever. Uh, lots of exciting out ideas out there, but uh, it's going to happen in March. So March 1st to March 3rd uh, next year. And uh, yeah, as I said, lots of amazing speakers. Um, one of the big things about SEO and one of the things I talk the most to SEOs about is go out and network, go out and meet people, right? Because cool sitting behind the screen, cool chatting to people on Facebook and so on, but actually meeting people in person is just different and you build different level of relationships and you meet some of these people that, you know, you don't meet if you just sit at home. Uh -huh. So actually meeting and building network and building connection is, is the fastest way to one, learn new things, but two, just grow your business because you you get so much more input and so much more feedback when you're talking to people in person about anything. Mm -hmm. so, and do you also organize different types of conferences, like how many per year or? Um, yeah, so, so with the SEO Mastery Summit, we've usually done two per year. Uh, the, I think this year we'll probably do uh, the live one and then we'll, we'll possibly do an online one later on in the year. Um, but that's at the moment, that's what we're doing. So I've done events previously around management and so on as well. But from a SEO standpoint, this is the, this is the main event we run. So mm -hmm. if people are up for eventing, they should definitely check out SEO Mastery Summit. Okay. Okay. And like how many speakers? Do you think you will so have? So we, we'll have around 20 speakers. So we're just, we kind of have all the speaker slots full already. Um, but we have a couple of sponsors where we're just trying to figure out exactly who's going to be the person speaking. Um, uh -huh. but, but generally we have uh, around 20 speakers. And as I mentioned earlier, we have lots of very, very amazing people on the, on the, yeah, yeah. On, the, on the roster. Okay. So. So it is going to be like three days, just uh, speakers three or days. some workshops yeah. as well. So we're doing. So what we're doing is we're actually doing two sort of pre-workshop prior to the event. So a lot of the time, you know, people fly in a bit early and so on. So the two days prior to the event, we're doing workshop and a lot of networking, and then during the event, it will be a mix of speakers. We'll be doing a mastermind, half a day mastermind, and we're looking at sort of various ways of of interacting with people one of the things that's very important to me again is to trying to get people more together get people networking more and so on so we're very very eager to make that happen so uh, yeah we're looking for different ways to do that mm -hmm. okay yeah I, I wish i could do it and i am now like thinking maybe i should skip that running race i have scheduled for the end of for the end of uh, for, for the end of uh, february because yeah this is the race I, I'm, I have been preparing. I'm preparing like the preparation is going to take about four months. So I, I'm already preparing for this race. And yeah. I am also like going to Kenya to get prepared even more. And now as you are talking about this, I don't know. Because like SEO and running are the two things I love the most. And sometimes it's hard for me to decide which one is more important. <laughs> we we should maybe have an SEO running event because uh, most of these SEO owners are total runners. Yeah, so let's let's try doing that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, like, can you give me like even more because you have so much knowledge, so much experience, even more tips around SEO, around being an SEO, and like growing your SEO consultancy. Sure. 
Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing and, and where most SEOs go wrong, as I said, I try and focus on simplicity because if you want to build a business, like if you want to do SEO and just sit around and screw about with SEO, that's fine, right? Uh, but if you're actually serious about building a business, you generally need to focus on niching down. And you need to focus on niching down because one, it, it makes your business slimmer, simpler. Um, and number two, it puts you in a position where you can actually much easier hire people, much easier scale, much easier grow. You can much easier market, right? The challenge with most entrepreneurs is in the beginning, they're eager to make money. So anyone that says the word SEO, they're like, yep, we can help you. We can help you. We yeah. do SEO. We will help you, right? And all the business owners I talk with, they always say, oh, but I can't replace myself because no one else can do the stuff I do. And if you're in that position, your, your business model is not right, right? Mm -hmm. And what I mean about that is, you know, one day you're, you're doing SEO for e-commerce store and the next day a SaaS tool and the next day another solution, right? The, the, the thing is your whole process and, and your, your ability to scale is just really, really low, right? So for a lot of the clients that I've worked with and particularly the clients that have scaled and grown significantly, they've actually done so by by limiting the amount of services they have or limiting the audience they're doing it to um, just for simplicity. So um, there, there's a couple of good examples out there, right? So there's a guy that's uh, a little bit controversial sometimes, but uh, called Schindler Mew. Uh, and he is focused primarily on carpet cleaning companies, right? And the whole thing is when you go in and say, we deal with carpet cleaning companies in the US, right? The thing is, every time you write content, you know the niche. Uh-huh. Right? When you're setting up a new site, you know the exact pages people need. And yes, you can probably rewrite it a little bit, but you know the pages. You know exactly what a site needs to look like to be effective. You have the opportunity to test like conversions and all that. So you can literally send out basically build various customers. Very, very similar sites with obviously different colors and whatever, but looking very, very similar, right? Because you have the value, you know what works and so on. The problem is if you're working with a SaaS business one day and an e-commerce store, yeah. day, you have some value, but but reality is when you work with one type of business over and over and over again, one, it becomes a lot easier for you to do the work because you know it, you can establish processes much easier because you know the exact steps you're going to go through. So it's so much easier to train people to do it because the steps are the same every single time, right? Um, at the same time, uh, while it becomes simpler for you to do it, the value you add to the clients is higher. Yeah. So fundamentally, you can charge more money for doing work faster and basically significantly increase the margins you have and therefore growing and scaling the business much faster. Because if you're making a lot more profits, that's a lot more money you can reinvest into marketing or put them in your pocket or whatever you want to do, right? Um, but that's fundamentally, that that's generally the recipe for, for quick scaling, right? And I, I've had clients that have done it in roofing. I've had people who have done it in dentistry. I've had, I mean, you can pick any niche, really. Uh, obviously, some of these guys pick niches that are very, very uh, profitable. Uh, one of our speakers at the event, uh, Victoria Altman, she is generally focused on lawyers. So... Again, the ability to focus enables faster growth and it's great in many, many ways. The last way that is a huge benefit is marketing because most uh -huh. SEOs, they're like, yeah, we do SEO. Everyone talk to us, right? 
if you just do SEO for a very slim niche, so if you're just doing SEO for carpenters or just doing SEO for plumbers or whatever, right? You know exactly who to target. You know, yeah. are you a plumber and do you need a website, right? If you like, you can literally open stuff like LinkedIn or whatever, you know your exact target. You can target your content to that particular niche and therefore your content hits so much more specifically, right? What, most SEOs sit around and talk about SEO all day, but they don't realize that what people care about is the business. They care about money. They care about making money, right? So at the same time, one of the things that most of my clients do when they start working with me is simplify reporting significantly. Because uh -huh. ma many SEOs look at reporting and they're like, oh, yeah, clients want all these numbers every month. And I'm like, eh, no. No, they client want two things they want to know how much they pay you and how much money you make them so if you send your clients a slide every single month saying you paid me three grand this month i made you 25 grand they're probably happy now the challenge <laughs> is the, the more data you give them like if you start showing them ranking data keyword data and god knows what what uh -huh. happens the only thing that comes out of it is they look at the data and they start asking questions and mm -hmm. suddenly you end up having to, you know, spend time and effort on stuff that isn't really making a difference, right? Yeah. So a lot of the time people are like, oh, why is this keyword dropped? And you're like, oh, well, we'll try and fix it. And you end up working on the wrong things, right? So the more data you give to people generally, the more questions they will ask and the, the more time you will end up spending explaining stuff and just spending time in general not executing but just talking instead of doing, right? And um, yeah, so simplifying reporting and literally just saying, you know, focusing on this is the result, that's what you're looking for. So where a lot of clients, some, some clients is like e-commerce, for example, it's extremely easy to, to measure output, uh, measure results in, in most cases, right? Because mm -hmm. you, can see, you, can, you can see conversions pretty well and, and you're tracking everything totally. Um, if you are doing SEO for restaurants, that might be more difficult because you can't see how many people walk through the door. If you're doing it for a plumber, you can probably see how many phone calls they get. You can possibly see how many lead forms they get or whatever, or you can set it up at least. And therefore, you can you can measure impact to, to a large extent, right? Um, but it's the simple questions, there's two simple questions to ask people when you start working with them is uh, for most uh, local business at least. Um, how many phone calls do you convert? So if you're getting 100 phone calls, how many do you convert into a sale? And what's the average profit that you generate per sale? Uh -huh. Now, even if it's just ballpark figures. Now, most people try and most people normally overestimate those numbers in the beginning, and that's fine. It just makes you look better, right? Uh -huh. But they say, okay, you know, we close 50% of people that call us, we close, and we make 500 bucks per client at profit, right? you know that that means that every single lead you send them is in principle worth $250. So yeah. if you can show, well, I provided you 20 leads, that's the equivalent of $5,000. Now, if you pay me $2,000 a month and I make you $5,000 a month, that's good for both of our businesses, right? So that's, that's kind of how I try and look at simplicity because Again, as SEOs, we like spending a lot of time and often on the wrong thing. So again, drilling down, focus on what is it people want. And yeah, sometimes if you're working with a client that's you know super SEO and, and they know their stuff, they might want a little bit more information. But 
honestly, most clients just want to want help to make more money. Right? Yeah. And and here's、mm-hmm. the thing: very few SEOs ever increase their prices. Uh huh. Right. SEO start out they're like, yeah, we're two thousand dollars a month for SEO, and that's how it stays. The only time they increase prices is if they start adding additional services. But here's the thing: if you're tracking your data and you're saying, well, right now you're paying us two thousand a month, and we're making you five thousand a month. What about you start paying us three thousand a month, and we will make you even more money? Uh huh.、Right? Yeah, makes sense. Very few clients would not agree to that when you have showed that you can deliver. Uh huh.、Right? So if you want to increase your result, increase the the profit and increase the the revenue per client, the the simplest way is giving them very great and very simple reporting that shows them exactly what value you're actually adding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so because I am pretty sure I don't want to turn into an agency. I would like to have this business model of just me and my husband. Being like the two of us and just doing SEO. So, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it might is it like a viable path, or is it just because we are afraid of managing too many people, or because I'm still like thinking, thinking because like I have so many, so many people talking to me, sending me messages, and I am at this point that I have to start turning them them down, and definitely I need to like focus on. One path, whether it's just doing audits and nothing else, or just just choosing one area of SEO, like for example, lawyer SEO or affiliate SEO, because I know these two quite well. Yeah. So, so here's the thing: there's no right or wrong. The question、sure. is, what are you trying to achieve? Right.、Uh-huh. Everyone's always like, "Oh, you should go for make more money," but that's not necessarily always the right approach. Right. Uh huh. The same thing. Sometimes you see SEOs go get a job, and everyone is bringing them down. And say, "Oh, you suck! Why do you not run your own thing?" And so on. Right?、Uh, I, in in life, you need to look at what is your goals. Right? If you're making ten grand, or fifteen, or twenty grand a month, and you're comfortable with that, go for it. Right?、Uh, one of the key things is that the, the the simplest way to make more money is doing what you're doing right now: generate more leads. People、mm-hmm. always like, oh no, I'm full. I can't take more leads. But more when you have too many clients at your door, that's just an indication to increase your prices. Yeah.、Right? Uh, so so the goal is you constantly want to be generating more leads, right? And then over time, you know, every time your pipeline is totally full and there's too many people knocking at your door, you increase your prices slightly, and you just keep keep doing that for a very long time. And eventually, you know, the client, the more you increase your prices, the better your clients get. Right, that that's yeah, generally. Yeah, I've、problem. noticed that. Yeah. Right. The, the the cheaper your clients are, the less good they will generally be. Obviously, there's always exceptions, but in general, in pretty much all business, the more people pay, the better clients they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, totally.、Agree. So 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 fundamentally, you could easily focus on just doing audits if that's what you like, and you make a great living from it, and it it's fulfilling your goals.、Uh, keep doing it. Right. And just keep keep producing some content. Keep keep generating leads. And keep the you know every time you're full, just increase your price a little bit, <laughs> and over time you will automatically make more and more money.、Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, makes makes perfect sense. But still, there is like, I really started to enjoy just doing podcasts, just doing YouTube, and right now I'm not like having a ton of money out of it. 
this is de definitely this is like audits and other SEO work that's bringing me the most money. But this is something that I still enjoy. And like, if I were to approach it long term, probably as I grow my audience, when I grow it, it's going to like uh, to, to, to bring me more money. And uh, talking about ads and monetizing YouTube, what are your experiences with that? Because generally ads on YouTube are quite, quite, I would say, cheap, right? It, it takes a lot of your time to make Decent. a lot of money. Right? Uh -huh. um, so it's not like, I mean, even just to monetize, you need at least a thousand subscribers and you, you need, I don't know how many hours, thousands of hours of watch time and so on, right? So so even to start making a couple hundred bucks a month, like you, you need to have a, a fairly decent audience, right? So mm -hmm. um, there's definitely a space for it. But again, the, the whole question is how you're monetizing it. Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So the, the more ways you can monetize things, the, the more likely it is to pay off, right? So just like with affiliates or whatever, most affiliates, they build a site, they, they monetize it, they, they send people straight to wherever. I, again, the more you focus on monetization, if you have a lot of traffic, if you can get more money out of it, that's that's more valuable, right? So a lot of affiliates, like if they put on a lead magnet and started sending out email, like they would make more money, right? Mm -hmm. Again, if that's not their skill sets, that's not necessarily the right thing for them to do. But I mean, I've, I've worked with companies where they literally just buy up affiliate sites with a lot of traffic, put lead magnets on them and, you know, increase their earnings by 50 to 200% uh -huh. over a short period of time, just by adding lead magnets and, and you get more value out of the traffic that's coming in. Right. Oh, okay. So, so there's so many different business models. Again, it's just about doing the things you enjoy, right? Yeah, so yeah. even with your auditing, I mean, yeah, you can go out and hire more people, show them exactly how to do what you're doing and get it done. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, I, I am still working on, started to work on like a decent, decent course on, on doing SEO audits. Like I, I have purchased Kajabi and I want it to be like done in a, in a relatively professional way. So, <laughs> but, but of course it's taking me like so much time, way more than I expected, but yeah, I, think that's usually at least in my case with SEO that everything I expect will take some time always takes more time to complete yeah yeah like, and, and it does it took me a, a fair chunk of time to to build my first management course and so on right but uh -huh. again the benefit is so I I like stuff that's more evergreen I love management because again uh -huh. you know it doesn't change every week Right. Whereas the challenge with SEO is often that yeah. there's so many new courses because stuff changes all the time. Right. Um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. But talking about um, talking about affiliate sites, can you can you share some some your insights, some your some of your tips about affiliate sites, especially in light of the latest Google product reviews, Google helpful content updates, your experiences. Yes, um, I'm trying to figure out what's the best stuff to share. Um, you have so much to share. I, I, I think one of the key things is people always think it's small individual things and rarely is. It's usually a compilation of things. One thing I would say is that 
authority tends to fix all problems. And what I mean with that is that, you know, when you, when you see, you rarely see DS70, 80, 90 sites getting hit as much as you see smaller sites, right? So uh -huh. that's definitely something to be set for uh, being, having more authority is more beneficial, right? And again, for me, that, that's definitely an indication that finding competitors out there that have great links can be hugely beneficial. Right. So uh -huh. a lot of the time they don't even need to be making a lot of money, but you can often go and buy sites. Uh, and sometimes, I mean, we have operated a bunch in hobby niches, right? So uh, we, have, we have found some sites that, you know, have been around for 15 years and some oh. guy likes fishing and, you know, he built blogging about that for 15 years and have a pile of links. He doesn't really monetize the sites or, you know, he makes a little bit of money, but, you know, the value of the authority is often worth like 10 times more than the value of the site itself. So uh -huh. finding, finding sites with great link profiles and actually, again, merging them uh, can get you so much value comparable to pretty much any other investment, right? So instead of going buying a ton of links or buying a ton of content, I mean, I mean nowadays, if you go and buy links, right, like you can quickly spend a couple of grand, right? Yeah. And you it can probably like find a fair chunk of sites out there you can buy for less money that have more even sort of natural links if you will and and often they also have some content you can utilize right so so um yeah i i think that's probably that's probably the biggest thing i'll focus on is is sort of looking at how can you generate more authority so that you're less likely to actually get hit by that stuff uh i think it she says always do all the things and i think it's in affiliate SEO specifically, it's getting to that point because uh, basically if there's small things, small small issues on your site, like they compound really quickly and it doesn't take a lot for Google to put you in a position where they steal a fair chunk of your traffic, right? Uh -huh. uh, and it's significantly easier being proactive and fixing things ahead of time than trying to fix them after you've had a penalty. Because if you've had a penalty of some kind, it doesn't just jump up when you fix one or two small yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You wait for more updates, and you often don't get back all the traffic and so on. So it's more about actually being proactive and looking at all these things. So I, I think just from an overview, uh, I mean, Matt Diggity's affiliate lab is is probably the, the resource my team used the most in terms of just having a good track of what are all the things that we need to stay on top of, right, in terms of... Uh -huh making sites look good, making them look legit. And like, we are always thinking about our sites from a Google um, Google reviewer point of view. So if there's a Google employee sitting looking at our sites, does it look like a real business? Does it look like a real site or is it a pile of crap, to put it politely? Now, they might not do that very frequently, but reality is sometimes they do. Mm -hmm. And you can even see, you, you, you can often see pains from from updates like that and yeah it just takes a long time to get the traffic back if you afford a long time to get it so uh, doing all the things and really really going through the detail with i mean even stuff like schema right but but particularly making the sites legit getting good personas on them even going out paying like you know some well reputable sources in your industry to either write a couple of pieces of content or being able to quote them or whatever right so you can connect them to your site and, and make it more legit. Like all of that is all valuable. It all makes you look more legit. And, and that's, I think that's probably the, one of the biggest things at the moment is really that sort of 
legitimacy to some extent. Mm -hmm. And in the case of the affiliate sites you have, have you had some like traffic drops after those Google product reviews updates? Yeah. Have you and have you been what have you been doing to remedy this? Because I guess those updates are mostly about whether you have actually reviewed the product you are talking about, right? Uh, What's your thoughts on that? So I'll say, so we, we, we got a fair few hits uh, during 20 and 21 December. Those are the updates that ran through those, right? Um, so we, we definitely had a few hits. Uh, I'm just trying to think how much I can share. Um, <laughs> sure. So yeah, we, we, we definitely, I mean, we, we bought up a fair few sites that have been hit when we figured out how to fix it, right? Um, and we, we made a fair chunk of cash from that. Um, the, the challenges now, the, the, the penalties are getting more and more difficult. So it's more a question, I mean, even looking at the ratios of content, and uh, but, but fundamentally the quality, right? Like, can you actually generate some, some real videos? Can you actually... Uh, again, stand out. Like, how do you do it slightly different, slightly better than than the competitors? Because reality is, most of them look exactly the same. Right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And, and most um, of them haven't really had no, the product. No, no personal value. It's not even about having the product. But are you writing something that other people is not writing? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, maybe some final thoughts and tips from you for new, for people who are just starting out in SEO and they don't know what direction, like just, what just to do. do it. Just, just do, do it. it. Right. It, it's about getting started. It's about, um, yeah, just initially getting out there, learning some stuff from doing it and so on. I, a, a lot of people's always like, I'll oh, start your own site. I, I also say, if you can go and work for someone else, even for free, and just to learn and so on, right? The problem is when you start a site and you don't know what you're doing, getting from yeah. something takes forever, right? If you can find someone that actually knows what they're doing, have a sizable site and you can do some things for them, like you can you can learn a lot more stuff very quickly. So personally, if I, if I had no idea about SEO and I was getting back into it, that would be the type of route that I would uh, be going down. Yeah, I, I think the way I started was I was I started with creating a ton of sites. I don't I don't even know how many sites I was creating when I totally didn't know what I was doing. But in my case, I actually learned a ton with that. But maybe that's more more of an exception than. than no, you than you, you can rules. you can learn and you can learn a ton from building up stuff, right? Uh, one of the biggest challenges most SEOs have is that uh, we love starting new projects and we're not so good at taking Finishing them. Yeah, exactly. So the, the challenges of them, like particularly people just starting out, if they build three different projects, you can look at them and say, yep, you're not going to go anywhere because their focus is too divided and so on. So my, my, my advice to new people is do one side, uh, keep pushing until you get there. All right, whatever it takes, figure out how to make some money. Figure out, get to at least $500. Figure out whatever it takes to get to the stage where it's making money. And, you know, if you force yourself to keep trying things, keep doing things, keep learning things, then, you know, eventually you will have a fair chunk of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, 
tell me what does your day look like? A normal day of maths. I don't have very many normal days. Um, Uh-huh. so I travel How a lot. do I speak you work? at I, I speak at a lot of conferences and so on. So uh, my girlfriend says that uh, I can work anywhere. So I, I I probably have the capability to pull out my laptop and do a little bit of work here and there. Uh, but fundamentally, I try not and not do too much. Um, most of the work I'm doing is more talking with people and coaching people and so on. Um, because I, I think the more work you do, the more, uh, again, dependent on you, things become. So I'm a much bigger fan of delegating and getting other people to do things rather than doing it myself. Because if I first learn it and figure it out, then I'm the one doing it. And I don't want to be that guy. So, uh, yeah. Uh, typically, my day, uh, generally, I mean, I travel a lot. I probably spend at least half the year traveling. Um, Mm -hmm. so when I'm in one place, so I'm in Saigon for the next four months to, to plan this uh, conference and so on. And when I'm in one location, then, uh, yeah, I tend to be pretty, pretty focused, pretty healthy eating, you know, beating Okay. a gym, so you can go to the gym every day and just, yeah, create a good sort of life balance and so on. And, uh, yeah, get some work done and connect with some people, spend a lot of time always networking and so on. Cause No better way to grow your business. Yeah, sure. And you are like fundamentally based in Vietnam, right? Um, Or you don't have like one fixed place? I, I don't really have a base base, but uh, Uh-huh. the last couple of years, but particularly during Corona, I spent a lot of time in Vietnam. Prior Mm-hmm. to that, I lived in the Philippines for a bit, and I'll probably spend more time in Chiang Mai in the future. So, uh, Uh-huh. but I, I like Asia, so I tend to go to US in April, May. when it's not too chilly there. And then Uh-huh. I tend to go to Europe in June, July, when they pretend it's summer. And then, yeah, the rest of the year I tend to spend in Asia. So. Okay, so and are you going to visit Poland this year? It totally depends on events, but uh, I heard Robert might be putting on some stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly traveling around with events, right? So I'm speaking in Milan in end of May, and then I still have a a couple of open slots for events. So uh, I hope some of the Polish people put on some events in June, July, and uh, it'll be a good opportunity to see me. Okay, yeah, I I would love that. <laughs> okay, Matt, so where can people find you if they want to follow you? Is there a place where you share your thoughts? Yes. Yes. It's called the internet. Um, Okay, no. more precisely, please. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, my, my name, I'm the only one with my name in the world, Matt Singer. So uh, you can find me on all social medias, pretty much. It's probably not me actually doing them and stuff, but you can find a lot of information. And if you do message me, eventually uh, messages get to me if you're not a spammer. Um, And yeah, mattsingers.com, all my management, coaching, and consulting. Uh, our writing company is riddlemewrite.com. Outsourcing company at ristosourcing.com. And then most importantly, the SEO Mastery Summit.com is our upcoming SEO event. So. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So Matt, Matt, thank you so much for spending the time with me and sharing so many, so many super interesting things. It's my pleasure. My pleasure indeed. Yeah, Thank you, so Olga. thanks. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye.